Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... February the 23rd in the year of our Lord 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Our website's libertyroundtable.com. Our nationally syndicated radio network, lovingliberty.net. And by the way, the Loving Liberty website is getting cooler and cooler. We keep adding to it and making some progress. One of the latest cool things we've added is what's called the Documents tab. It's got a lot of our founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution. Uh, it's got all kinds of uh, the Bill of Rights, all kinds of incredible documents and book, the Gettysburg Address. Uh, you know, just great stuff at LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Share the love with your neighbors, would you please? All right. Yesterday we had our guest on, Mr. Don Guyman, and he's chairman of Utah Grassroots. And uh, he did a great job on the radio with us. Uh, Grassroots is committed to promoting the principles of limited government, constitutional representative government, participatory republic, free market economies, family, and separation of powers, utahgrassroots.org. Anyway, Don was a delight to talk to. And we talked about the Utah Grassroots legislative update that came out on the 21st. They say we're in the fifth week of the general legislative session of the Utah State Legislature. And you say, Sam, why with the national show do you cover that? Well, because you know what? I hope you have a grassroots organization in your state. And if you do fantastic, what you need to do is work with them. And if you don't, you need to start one. But anyway, Sam calls the 45-day legislative session a reign of terror. Because <laughs> I believe it's always just a terror whenever they're in session. Because you know what? It's between 700 and 1,000 bills, about 700 bills every single session. And then, you know, three, 400 of them get passed. Just imagine 400 new laws every single year, year in and year out. And wow, you know, you got the thousands of commandments by government. It's out of control, all right. Sam asks, what can we do to truly be involved? And number one, we can keep an eye on the bills, and we can let our representatives know if we like the bills or if we don't like the bills. That's one way to be involved. Going to every local precinct and getting involved because there's vote fraud going on. It's got to be stopped. That's something that we need to really work on, too. No doubt about it. I believe the answer is precinct by precinct, uh, paper ballots. We also had on a gentleman who is a high-tech guy who patented a solution to put cameras on every voting table. And then you can watch them. Anybody can watch them online. And that combined with the paper ballot, so you have two counting mechanisms. One would be the paper ballot on camera. The other would be the digital uh, comparative that you could compare to. And if there was a problem, you could hit a button and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, redo that one. That one doesn't look right. And you would basically have adjudication right on the spot. And then if we combine that with penalty of perjury for uh, those who swear to the vote count, 
You know, you sign under penalty of perjury. We do that for our taxes right now. Why not for this? Anyway, that was one, a first hour, incredible hour uh, with Grassroots Utah doing a great job. Second hour, we had our guest on. It was Brighty on TV, live TV, the Sheriff Mac show combined with Liberty Roundtable Live. Sam Bushman and Mac were in the house, and we had our guest on, Coach Dave Dobenmeyer. Pass the Salt Ministries from Dave, CoachDaveLive.com, his website. And he wrote a very provocative column. Here's what it says. Hang them high, February 17th, 2022. And at first you listen to that headline and you go, what? Yeah, hang them high. Well, he believes that they're guilty. And he's speaking of Hillary Clinton and others. Guilty of treason. And so he basically gives this shout-out, this message to the FBI and the Secret Service. He says this, I'm not planning any vigilante justice. I make no threats to Hillary and her cohorts. I am simply asking that you follow your oath and protect us from all enemies, especially the domestic ones. I believe in the rule of law. I believe in honest, God-ordained government. But the act of treason is punishable by death. I simply call for justice. Hang them high and do it publicly without masks, he says. So uh, he's not saying that he's going to take the law into his own hands. But he's really highlighting some important points that need to be made. And I tied that directly to Anthony Fauci. Whacked out Fauci. Turns out the CDC now says that certain coronavirus vaccine data has not been published yet. Why? Because it could potentially lead to misinformation. Well, who put government in charge? Who made government the, quote, information ministry? I mean, this is like 1984 stuff, folks. This is crazy. And this is where Dave Dobbenmeyer is saying it's treason. They know full well what they're doing, and they're manipulating what the public knows. Then Dave Dobbenmeyer wrote another column that I think dovetails so well with Hang em High. It's this. Why do good men do nothing? It's a fair, fair question. Why do good men do nothing? And uh, Richard Mack said it was the fear of men. There was a lot of reasons for it. Coach Dave said, quote, we have traded the black robe regiment for the pink robe regiment. Sadly, he's true on that score. Anyway, archives of the simulcast of the Sheriff Mack Show on Brighty on TV with Liberty Roundtable Live can be found at their respective websites. So brighteon.com if you want to get the video. And then if you want the radio, it's libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Anyway, that's a recap of the broadcast that took place just yesterday on your favorite news the networks refuse to use radio station. Now that I mentioned to you that we're also on Brighty on Radio, they've now taken the second hour of Liberty Roundtable Live, so BrightyOnRadio.com taking Liberty Roundtable Live. So that's good news, too. We're spreading the word and sharing the love and telling the tale of liberty like nobody's business. And without further ado, news the networks refuse to use starts now. Kurt Crosby's with me. A discussion of all things liberty. His website, localhoneyman.com. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, Sam. All right. Anyway, that. Uh, what do you think of that summary? Any comment on any story there? Well, as always, you've got um, a boatload put into the uh, program, and you did do great work, Sam. Thank you. You're very welcome. Now, this story I found riveting. Here's the headline. So this is Donald Trump speaking now. Quote, I created Truth Social. 
and TMTG to stand up to the tyranny of big tech. We live in a world where the Taliban has a huge presence on Twitter, yet your favorite American president has been silenced. That's what Trump said when he announced his new media service. He says this is unacceptable. I couldn't agree with him more. Their company, by the way, struck a deal with Rumble back in uh, December. Uh, So this is huge. And uh, here's the cool parts about this. You know, we've been waiting for President Trump to launch this for quite some time. But the former U.S. president announced his intentions to create a new social media platform after he was banned from Facebook and Twitter last year. The social media platform, by the way, is currently one of the top three on the uh, on the App Store. We're trying to figure out which App Store it is. Oh, Apple App Store. Great. Anyway, fantastic news from President Trump. It's been a long time as they've been putting it together, but it's it's now available, Kurt. Well, that's right, Sam. I mean, you've uh, you know you suggested this many years ago that. Um, People don't use other people's um, inventions, if you will, or uh, their um, programs. Uh, you know, they basically need to do their own. And uh, now he's uh, taking your advice. And, uh, you know, as I see from World Net Daily, the headline kind of goes along with it. it says, uh, Trump's Truth Social final rolls out in App Store. Subheadline, wait list to join reaches over 150,000 as of early uh, Monday, so you know here we are Wednesday. So this is, uh, I'm sure, gaining ground. It's gaining ground big time. They say it's one of the top three on the Apple Store already. Kurt, that's huge. Well, I couldn't agree more. Um, they say that um, you know this thing called TMTG that you already mentioned uh, stands for Trump Media and Technology Group. Um, they announced it back in October 2021, um, and uh, as now they've got the uh, former Republican California rep, Devin Nunes, that's um, joined this to serve as the chief executive officer. Uh, he did that, you know, basically in last December. Um, this is a pretty good guy. I I haven't looked up his numbers on the uh, um John Burt Society uh, program there, but I know that uh, I've read a lot about him and seen him in the past. Uh, Devin Nunes, um, good guy to be in charge of it, I think. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I want to talk a little bit more about this because the interface is quite interesting. They say Truth Social adopts a similar interface to Twitter and is designed to be a competitor with dominant social media platforms. Let's come back and dig into that a little bit. We didn't know what his offering was going to look like, uh, but now we do, and now it's real. It's one of the top three apps on the App Store. Wow. All right, hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live, Kirk Crosby on your radio. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. The award-winning quarterly, devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, 
breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little, I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Sir Galahad, what seems to be the problem? Well, it's just not working. She's been very unrealistic. Really? Ever since he rescued me from the dragon, we've been drifting apart. That's not true. We were supposed to live happily ever after. Well, this isn't a fairy tale. <laughs> At first, he was gallant and chivalrous, opening doors for me, holding my chair, taking my arm. All right, I'm not as young as I used to be. He simply isn't the man who swept me off my feet. Well, you're not as young as you used to be. <laughs> Mr. Sir Galahad, maybe if you started by just holding Mrs. Sir Galahad's hand when you're together. Really? Yes, try it. Okay. All right, go on, take her hand. Careful, little oil. Marriage. You're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From your neighbors, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, look into each other's eyes. That's right, raise your visor. Oh, the blue <laughs> For more tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Kurt Cosby on your radio. Localhoneyman.com is Kurt's website. Localhoneyman.com. Taste great. Sweet gift for your loved ones and a whole lot more. Localhoneyman.com. You can also text Kurt, 801-669-2211. If you want to text or call, you can do that as well. We believe in companies that actually answer their phones. You know what I'm talking about? All right. Um, Trump, I created Truth Social to go ahead and take on big tech. You know what? Them allowing the Taliban to have a huge presence on Twitter but not letting an American president have Twitter access is insane. Uh, so the social media platform is currently in the top three available on the App Store. Truth Social adopts a similar user interface to Twitter and is designed to be a competitor to the dominant social media platforms. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, Kurt, have you downloaded it? You know, I haven't, Sam. I, I need to get that done. I've been too busy getting rid of any Facebook uh, stuff that I've ever, you know, uh, had before, and that's been keeping me pretty busy. Uh, You're jumping I guess, off Facebook, uh, huh? Well, I mean, the best I can. I, I just, I just want to avoid places that uh, don't have freedom and uh, embrace that. places that do. Um, you know, and so I, I need to get that done. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, pretty cool though. Kind of a, a an idea like Twitter, and I personally believe Twitter is one of the best social apps. Not the company, because I believe that Jack Dorsey and now whoever the new CEO is, they've ran it off the rails and turned it into a big tech tyrannical abuse. Uh, machine is what they've really done. Sad but true. Uh, but I think the concept of Twitter, this idea that I can send little blurbs to people, 
uh, and I can do it easily and quickly. I'm gonna, even if I don't have a very good connection, if I'm reporting from somewhere, I can quickly get a tweet out easily. And so I love the tiny nature of it. I could put a little link in there to a, a video, and you could watch more or an audio clip or whatever, but it, it's, it's very short bursts of data. Uh, it doesn't take a whole lot of um, overhead to make happen. You could do it on very spotty or very uh, difficult Internet connections and more. So I think Trump's picked the right kind of interface to follow here, Kurt. Well, I, <clears throat> I hope he uh, listened to your suggestions. And, I, um, you know, he's, he's trying to learn, I think, uh, over the last few years, um, you know, in business and all that kind of stuff. He's had to find good people. It's rough being in a place like New York, I think. Um, but, um, you know, I hope that he's uh, surrounding himself with the uh, more free men type instead of so many king men types. Um, and uh, hopefully that'll move forward. You know, I was looking at one thing uh, from gizmodo.com. The headline reads, <clears throat> a shady app is tricking Trump supporters into thinking they've joined the true truth social. Are you surprised? And no, so what you're saying is the enemies of liberty, those who, uh, you know, hackers or, you know, it's probably backed by Hillary or something or who knows who. But you, what you're saying is they've created a fake app to deceive people already, huh? Well, that's what Tom McKay writes at um, gizmodo.com. Subheadline reads, an Android app using a similar name to Trump's social media site has gotten well over 100,000 downloads and offers in-app purchases so you know i mean it just it i guess it just goes on and on doesn't it yeah and the enemies of liberty will continue to do that that's just their mo you got to be very careful you know that's why i think donald trump has his twitter um well at least he had his twitter handle is the real donald trump or whatever it was real donald trump uh, because i think that there's so many imposters on his own handle and everything else and so hopefully they can get that squared away hopefully they can um you know get with the uh, app stores and say hey this is nothing but a fake app trying to you know mimic or manipulate us and hopefully they can get that squared away in the meantime what the american people need to do is be really careful that you're really getting the truth social app and uh, good the good news uh, the good news about this too is they say that shares of president trump's media company have spiked uh mm -hmm. early tuesday following the launch the successful launch they say of his media app that's really cool too kurt it's interesting uh, to look at the technology reporter there at um, Washington Examiner, Nihal Krishan. I'm sure I said that right. Uh, but anyway, she says, uh, or he says, I'm not sure, you know, I don't want to uh, upset anybody. Says the uh, headline, Trump supporters and Republicans flock to truth social despite early glitches. Um, you know, I, I mean... Uh, says uh, you got some different people, and they list a bunch of them, including Andy Biggs, uh, one of our buddies down in Arizona, um, and uh, joining up on there. Um, and you got the uh, political commentator Dinesh D'Souza with his new movie, uh, you know, The 2000 Mules. He's going to be on there, I guess. So, you know, um, there's a lot of, lot of stuff happening there. Uh, you well, know, and in as... my mind, Kurt, this idea, you know, hey, people flock to this new thing despite the early glitches. I don't know what large platform that's going to flock millions of people to. It's not going to have a glitch or two along the crank up. I mean, come on. 
To even mention that, I believe, is kind of unfair. It's just a way to take a swipe, kind of a backhanded one. I know you're successful, but there's glitches. or It's just dishonest, in my opinion, because you know what? It may be true, but what startup doesn't have that? Are we going to start to bring up the health care system they tried to launch that was plagued with problems for literally years? Is that what we're going to compare to? So all I'm saying is I think there's been very little trouble in the real scheme of things. And a couple of those unanticipated realities are just what it takes to launch something new, Kurt. So I, I want to kind of take that on, too, and set the record straight. <laughs> just because there's a couple of glitches coming out of the gate, that doesn't mean anything, Kurt, at all. Well, I agree um, in in a huge way. Uh, they say due to massive demand, we have placed you on. This is some what some of the uh, guys getting on there will see. Uh, but it says we have placed you on our wait list, um, and and of course um, sometimes it'll say something went wrong. Please try again. I mean, these are things you're used to in the computer world, you know. Uh, as, again, especially with seen. new launch services, Kurt. Even Mike Lindell had a couple of glitches that they mocked and made fun of. Now Mike Lindell's site's cranked up and running, too. So, again, mm -hmm. let's not criticize these guys and be unfair in our assessments. Let's be candid and say, you know what? The more the merrier. Good for them. We've been asking for people to get involved and do this forever. And I'm just delighted that it's happening, Kurt. I really am. That's exactly right, and uh, if they'd have followed your uh, recommendations years ago, it'd be, you know, they'd be way ahead, but, you know, I mean, hey, like you say, um, at least better late than never, you know. Well, when we say late than never, I mean, they could have done it even later, uh, whatever, yeah. but you know what? Again, it's taking all of us. The new media is absolutely taking center stage. Don't you believe the contrary? And when they say there's glitches or whatever else, they're making a mountain out of a molehill, I'm telling you right now. Uh, and the idea that it's going to say, hey, look, we're going to put you in a, in a wait queue or whatever for a little bit as we onboard more and more and more users. Again, that stuff is normal too, Kurt. It just is. I'm right. telling you right now. It's normal. It's not out of the ordinary. It's not broken. It's not all glitchy and melting down. That isn't true at all. In fact, the reason that they're onboarding a little bit at a time, and I don't know this for a fact because I'm not on their tech team, but I can guess pretty good because I know what they're up against. And what they're doing, Kurt, is they're watching their servers. They're watching the load on their um, round robin servers and, and this kind of stuff and they're watching to say hey will they crash can they handle the load if not let's put another server online let's do this let's do that they're making adjustments on the fly which is natural normal crank up procedures this is nothing out of the ordinary this is nothing unexpected to even hint so is just un-American uh, un dishonest not true fake news the, the truth is they're watching their servers and they're uh, the reason they put you in a waiting room is because hey they can let everybody in now and have a crash but what they need to do is scale up to the demand but since online servers are very expensive not only to crank up but to maintain Kurt it's wise to say hey what level do we need to scale to let's let's watch it let's tinker with it let's adjust our servers and make sure they're streamlining hey every user on there how much memory and how much storage and resources are they taking what kind of connectivity is it requiring and then scaling those services to match that is what the professionals do in this realm so this whole idea that oh they're putting people in a waiting room because they can't handle it uh, it isn't true they're doing it because they're they're gauging you know what needs to be done to accommodate what kind of load they had no idea when this started what kind of uh adoption rate they would receive kurt they had no idea i mean how do you know 
I'm sure they expected it to be pretty good. I'm sure they're not shocked and surprised by it. But I do believe they're probably going, oh, this is fantastic. Guys, we're going to have to scale up a little bit more coming out of the gate than we were thinking. Apple has the same thing with their iPhones. They launch a new phone, then they're like, hey, there's going to be a little waiting period, guys, because, man, we knew that was going to be a, a, a killer adoption rate of this new phone, but we didn't realize it was going to be this good. Wow. Hang tight. Give us a couple of weeks. That's all we're talking about. When we come back, we'll talk about it more, and then we'll talk about Hawaii's Tulsi Gabbard in seconds. I am Sam Bushman. Kirk Crosby's with me. You're listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, syndicated by Loving Liberty Radio Networks, lovingliberty.net. Hang tight. Sam and Kurt on your radio. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As Russia invades the sovereignty of Ukraine with troops and military hardware, President Biden has put a sanction on Russia. Far beyond the steps we and our allies and partners implemented in 2014. And if Russia goes further with this invasion, we stand prepared to go further as with sanctions. The sanction imposed by the White House against Russia cannot solve a thing. Anatoly Antonov, the Russian ambassador to the United States, said on social media, I don't remember a single day when our country lived without any restrictions from the Western world. We have learned to work in such conditions and not only have survived, but also to develop our state. End quote. A jury on Tuesday found father and son Gregory and Travis McMichael and their former neighbor William Bryan guilty of hate crimes when they murdered Ahmad Aubrey nearly two years ago in a Brunswick, Georgia neighborhood. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu. And the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Got a party of 10 coming in. We need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, those are in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. A father tells his four-year-old son to fire his gun at police. A four-year-old child in Utah fired a weapon from the backseat of a car toward a police officer after being told to do so by his dad. Police were initially called to a McDonald's just outside of Salt Lake City after restaurant workers reported a man had pointed a gun toward employees after receiving the wrong order. Employees had the man pull in front of the restaurant and wait for the correct order and then called police. When the officers arrived, they asked the man to get out of the vehicle several times, but he refused to comply, so the officers pulled him out of the vehicle. While the man was being taken into custody, the four-year-old was in the backseat of a car with a three-year-old sibling, according to the Salt Lake City Police Department. When the father told him to fire. The officer swiped the gun to the side of the car and a round was fired, grazing the officer. There were no additional injuries and the father is in custody.
custody facing charges of felony child abuse and threatening with the use of a dangerous weapon. That's John Hunt reporting on USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm talking about Donald Trump's new service. I created Truth Social and TMTG to stand up to the tyranny of big tech. Amen to that. We live in a world where the Taliban has a huge presence on presence on Twitter, but your favorite American president uh, doesn't have any access. What the heck is going on with that? Anyway, the social media platform by Donald Trump is called Truth.Social. It's fantastic. And anybody who tells you in any way that they're, uh, you know, they've got all kinds of problems, it isn't even close to true. And uh, shares of former President Donald Trump's media company spiked. And uh, anyway, it's great news all the way around. I've been begging for people to get into the media for a long time. Now you have Bridie on, you have Mike Lindell, you have Donald Trump. I mean, you've got some big players starting to go on now. Spotify with Joe Rogan. They didn't take Joe Rogan down. Uh, you know, and again, some of these services might not be as hardcore conservative as we are, but they're a gazillion times better than the mainstream press is, Kurt. Couldn't agree more, Sam. And, uh, you know, as... I believe most people will understand when you have competition in pretty much anything, you you get a better product, and hopefully uh, that's exactly what we're going to get. Amen to that. Anyway, there you have that, folks. Now, former Representative Tulsi Gabbard is in the news, Kurt. Uh, she's a Democrat, as you know, from Hawaii, and she ran for president in 2020. Got kind of knocked out early, but she's been very critical of Joe Biden. Now, they say president here, but I just took that word out of the story. Uh, because when you you know get elected by fraud, I'm not calling you the president. But anyway, Joe Biden, uh, I guess she will headline a speech at the Conservative Political Action Conference CPAC. That's according to the event's website now, Kurt. What do you think of that? Well, um, you know, I, I see the piece from World Net Daily on it. Um, you know, they say, what's this? Top Democrat will headline a speech at CPAC. Vocal critic of Biden joins Trump to Santa's cruise. Yep, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, she's not going to be uh, what, what, making more uh, uh, friends in the Democratic Party uh, doing this, but... Uh, she has, uh, in the past, sharply criticized elite members of the Democrat, or excuse me, Democratic and Republican parties since she left Congress just over a year ago and has uh, pushed back on rhetoric that she says is divisive and against policies embraced by the Biden administration's Department of Justice. She's also defended Kyle Rittenhouse saying that the charges brought against him were motivated by politics and should be considered criminal. Um, they call her a staunch opponent to interventionism. Uh, she's, uh, you know, criticized the handling of the uh, Ukraine deal with Russia. She also spoke out against Biden's pledge to appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court. Uh, she recommends it be someone based on merit. I mean, imagine that kind of thinking. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, bottom line, they say uh, she's going to speak alongside numerous top figures in the Republican Party, including former President Donald Trump, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, Texas Senator Ted Cruz, and more. You know, so that's coming up. Yes. Now, what I like about this, too, it says Gabbard has sharply criticized elite members of both the Republican and the Repub- Democrat and Republican parties since leaving Congress just over a year ago, pushing back on rhetoric that she says is against. She says she's against policies by Biden and the Department of Justice. And uh, anyway, all I can tell you is this, Kurt. I uh, agree with her that I'm not interested in the Democrat Republican labels. Uh, and you know what? You could say, well, Tulsi, you know, she just wants to get coverage or whatever. You know, maybe so. But when she's right, she's right. Let's not debate who's right. Let's talk about what's right. And you know what? She's been saying a lot of truth, Kurt. Well, that's what we've seen uh, ever since, you know, she kind of first popped up, uh, you know, just kind of a, an unusual uh, situation there. I'm sure she feels uh, like, I don't know, a duck out of water when she uh, goes to most of those Democratic events. Um, and speaking of that, uh, looks like uh, Michael Bloomberg, uh, you know, I have very little good, at least in my opinion, to say about him. But uh, he is um, suggesting, according to Grant Atkinson at the Western Journal, the headline, Ex-Dem Presidential Contender Sounds Alarm, the party's headed for a wipeout in November. So, you know, um, here's somebody who they say was a Democrat and then ran as, I, I, did he run as a Republican? I mean, it's just kind of hard for me to keep track. But but the guy, uh, Michael Bloomberg, is saying that uh, the Democrats are in trouble. I don't think you have to be too much of a genius to figure that out. Well, that's why Bloomberg can go on the offensive and say that because he's on pretty solid ground for a lot of that is kind of the problem. But, you know, I like the point where they say she's pushing back on rhetoric that is divisive. And, Kurt, we've launched our Clarion Call for Civility site now as well. I don't know if you've been there, but clarioncallforcivility.com is a website that we've got up now. We're asking people to sign a pledge uh, there to help people with their civility. Look, that's why I'm saying, look, let's not just attack Tulsi Gabbard. Let's realize that, hey, she's a Democrat. We may not agree with her on a lot of things, but there's a lot of things that we do agree with her on. And she's saying a lot of the right things and, uh, you know, um, personally, would I let her speak at CPAC if I was in charge? Uh, maybe not. But I do agree that we have to have open dialogue. We've got to learn to disagree agreeably. We've got to learn to be open to new ideas, to open to let people come to the understanding that we have. And you know what? It doesn't just happen overnight, Kurt. It takes a long time to become constitutional in your thinking. It, it takes a long time to jettison the socialism and the communism that we've been all taught in government schools. It takes a while to unlearn that stuff so you can learn the truth of things. And we've got to give people grace enough to get that done on their own hearts and their own minds. And everybody's kind of on a different trajectory for that, Kurt. Well, you're exactly right. And uh, when you mentioned clarion call for civility, I think, uh, you know, the Prince of Peace called for that even before the Internet. Um, You know, Sam and, uh, you know, so. Yeah, he was at it longer than me, wasn't he, Kurt? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but uh, you're in good company when you call I'm for trying that. to be in good company, and I'm trying to help carry that ball because I really think we need a lot more of that in America. Uh, and, you know, the truckers are trying to advocate for this. 
But now we get bad news from the Epic Times. Pentagon considers deploying National Guard in Washington to help with, quote, trucker convoy response. Uh, this is concerning, Kurt, on many fronts. Well, you know, um, <laughs> when you're doing stuff like Trudeau and Biden or whatever, uh, you know, you're going to have some, quote, pushback. And uh, so you remember the big, uh, you know, fence they had up or the, you know, barricades or whatever uh, uh, after the election that, you know, seemed to stay up like forever. Um, and uh, those kind of folks, um, you know, the king man type are just, they're, worried that the uh, you know people won't really like what they're doing and i can understand why see yeah the great unwashed sea of humanity might just get a little uh, too restless for their liking huh Kurt? <laughs> well that's what's happened in canada and uh, you know i don't see much uh, reason that shouldn't happen here in america do you i got a fantastic plan though kurt you ready What's for my that? plan? Mm -hmm. Well, so if you're in America and you try to be part of the convoy, they're going to arrest you and create provocateurs to shut you down, right? Yep. If you're in Canada, they're going to go ahead and steal your fuel and just literally commit theft and shut you down and take your truck and just abuse you too, right? Yeah. But the United States loves immigrants, don't they? You can, if you're an immigrant, you can do whatever the heck you want. You can rape, pillage, plunder, not get the shot, whatever you want, and you're cool, right? Well, that's the way it seems. Yeah. I don't know if you know, but Canada has the same policy. Uh, Canada is basically saying, hey, the immigrants are fine. They can you know, protest or do whatever they want to. So here's an idea. What if we just all immigrate and just go into Canada and protest as immigrants? What if the Canadians come over to our country and protest as immigrants? And then we'll all be immigrants. Then they'll, they'll love us all, Kurt. Yeah, good point. We'll just, uh, you know, qualify for all protected status and all that that's right. stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we'll have political asylum. And everything. We'll just run around as immigrants and just do it. I mean, it's kind of like a diplomatic immunity, get out of jail free card, Kurt, for everybody. Good point. Because we'll, we'll all just be immigrants. We'll all be illegals. <laughs> I joke about that, but I'm very serious. Though. Think about what that is kind of saying, though. You know, Canada kind of has the same policy that we do about that. Trudeau's speaking out about that right now, going, oh, immigrants are fine. Don't worry about them or whatever. And I just think about that and I go, what is wrong with these people? All we're trying to do is remind them who they work for, aren't we, Kurt? All right, egg tight. Right. Kurt Cosby, Sam Bushman, Liberty Roundtable, live in seconds on your radio. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not gonna protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life 
from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Kurt Cosby. So let me understand this, Kurt. Let me just kind of put this in perspective for you to think about this. Pentagon considers deploying the National Guard in Washington to help with the trucker convoy response. Is that the federal government partnering with the National Guard, creating a militia, Kurt? Well, yeah, it sure sounds like it to me. And I, there's some uh, act or some kind of thing that they talk about, um, you know, where you're not supposed to have the military um, engaged in in America, it seemed like. Uh, I'm trying to remember the phrase. There was a deal about it. Uh, what do they that, call that? Posse you know, comitatus, Kurt? I think that might have been it. Um, but, you know, they say that as many as a thousand truckers are slated to gather in California as they call do this people's convoy that's headed to D.C. It says it's going to be 2,500 miles. Um, and they they raked in, uh, they say, 300K in donations for the uh, trucker's trip. I suppose they'll probably uh, want to track down whoever paid that money and, uh, you know. Well, in, tr- in Trudeau, lesson. in Canada, Trudeau whacked out, you know, this guy literally uh, froze a woman's bank account because she gave, I think, 50 bucks to the truckers. So they just shut her account right, right on down. Yeah. And if that can happen in Canada, folks, if, if Justin can do that, Joe can do that too, Kurt. Beware. Yeah. Good point. Yep, it looks like, uh, you know, people are not real happy with things. And, uh, you know, whether it's uh, their concerns about election integrity or or uh, skyrocketing inflation, there's, I guess, in my opinion, there's a lot of things to be concerned with. Right? Yeah, it's a target-rich environment. I'm concerned about election security, though, absolutely. You know, and people call me all the time as um, the operations manager or the vice president of, of operations at the CSPOA, and they say, hey, what is the CSPOA stance on vote fraud? And, you know, what I usually do, Kurt, is I rewind the discussion a little bit, and I say, you know, you guys are all kind of thinking vote fraud just kind of kicked up in 2020, and this is Trump's kind of anger spilling over because he lost or whatever. Look, I'm going to remind you, vote fraud's been around since the beginning of our republic. 
Okay, recent reminders is like the hanging chads in the 90s. That's like 20 years ago or whatever, but it's, you know, that's recent reminder that it's not new. Uh, and we've had election kind of battles and, and misrepresentations and things for a long time in America. This is nothing new. And so, you know, when we talk about vote fraud, all I know is this, uh, whether the machines are the problem, whether, you know, running things through Venezuela is the issue, uh, no matter what the issue is, the answer is paper ballots, transparency, where, you know what, you're going to have a vote counter by precinct. There's about 1,000 votes in the average precinct in America, Kurt. And if you had four vote counters, they're only counting 250 votes each. And you could have literally, you know, five, ten, whatever vote watchers, and they could put it under a camera so we could record the whole thing. And then, you know what, people could stand there and review the vote count and make sure that it's accurate. And if, it, if it's a problem, you could stop and adjudicate it right on the spot there. And then at the end, they would swear under the penalty of perjury that the numbers are correct. All the vote watchers could do that. And, you know, if you have to do that for your taxes, if it's good enough for the IRS to make me do that every year on my taxes, it's good enough for the voting, the sacred cause of voting. And so my proposal would be to return to paper ballots, use high technology to make sure that it's as transparent as possible. We can even push the button and look at a replay like they do in sports. And let's have them under the penalty of perjury. That ought to get things squared away in a hurry, precinct by precinct, Kurt. Well, couldn't agree more, Sam. And, uh, you know, there's so many solutions. Uh, doesn't matter what the problem is. Uh, there's so many solutions. Most of them, though, um, you know, at least the mainstream or lamestream media will just not have time to talk about, uh, bring up, simply because they want the problems and they want people to disengage and leave those things to the uh, well, the experts, if you will, huh, Sam? Yeah, the elite deep state swamp monsters that are destroying the country. we got to jettison that narrative. I'll tell you that right now. All right, there's a new Gallup poll out, Kurt. When Gallup took its first survey to gauge how many Americans identified as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, Q, whatever, um... Back in 2012 is when they did this. They say just 3.5% of U.S. adults put themselves in the category of being lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. The options offered then in the poll, in just a decade, that percentage, they say, has over doubled. It's now a whopping record, 7.1%, who consider themselves to be other than heterosexual, if you will, with 57% of LGBTQ Americans identifying as bisexual, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now, 57% as bisexual. It's all about the sex, I guess. That's what the Washington Post reports in conjunction with uh, Gallup pollsters, if you will. The survey, they say, which randomly polled more than 12 thousand adults in America in 2021 also saw a marked increase over 2020's numbers. Wow. With 5.6% of U.S. adults identifying as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender that year alone. And you say, well, why the disparity in numbers, Sam? Aren't you giving different numbers? Because it all depends on which group they're snapshotting. They say driving these results, for example, of Generation Z, 
adults. Those are individuals who were born between 1997 and 2003, called Gen Z. In that group, they say 21% identify as LBGTQ. Jeffrey Jones is a senior editor at Gallup, and he notes that this trend uh, can be attributed to the fact that it's more, quote, culturally acceptable these days than in the past to be a member of that community. When the older generation dies, they're replaced with younger generations that have different attitudes about this type of uh, lifestyle and behavior. These demographics, if you will, they say are much more tolerant. Wow. Gen Zers who really grown up in a culture where being gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender is normal and not something that people have to be embarrassed about or trying to hide, they go on and say. Um, certainly there's some discrimination, but it's not like it used to be. The poll notes that they're a lot more likely to identify as this, you know, acronym. And uh, they say one-fifth of Gen Z adults in America. So we're in a serious uh, train wreck, Kurt, because of this one-fifth. So, you know, you're not going to be having children. You're not going to be having stable male-female marriages. You're not going to have all the fundamentals that held society and the family together uh, as we go forward because these numbers are just going to continue to increase. Well, I saw a video where Bill Gates talks about the God gene, Kurt. So now they're talking about a God gene and a gay gene. And they've come back and said there's no gay genes really by science, Sam, but there's indicators. But they found a God gene, and they say they can turn off your your desire, your affinity for religion. And they got to do that because you're extreme when you got that God gene going on. You think that, you know, God and religion just kind of trumps everything. So they're going to basically work on turning off the God gene and turning on the gay genes, Kurt. That sure is, uh, <laughs> uh, that's a mess, Sam. You know, and, uh, you know, when you look at um, this whole deal, uh, you know, I know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, especially if you're a new listener, you may be thinking, oh, man, these guys are kind of hard on that whole thing. But, you know, facts are facts and truth is truth. And there are men and there are women. And God made them that way. And, uh, you know, that's how we're supposed to um, work together as uh, wives and husbands, Sam, and, um, you know, to protect those children that come into those families. And, you know, um, the enemy of um, all that uh, doesn't want any of that going on and wants to uh, basically bring uh, all these crazy ideas uh, forward and uh you know i mean you got all these what new pronouns that uh, people can list themselves by and all that kind of stuff it's just uh well if my grandpa were around i guarantee you he'd be saying man alive what has happened here you got that right and what i kind of what comes to mind for me kurt is when we talk about male female as you wisely said there's males there's men and there's females there's women there's boys girls whatever you want to say there's you know, two sexes, male and female, created them, explains God biblically. And I kind of think when they jettison all that, I thought they were following the science, Kurt. You know? Well, it's a great point. Uh, but, um, of course, you know, you're only supposed to, 
quote following the science when you when you go against like for example the constitution or you go against um common sense i mean uh, and yet uh, all you use you just use that little phrase you know and uh, you can almost justify anything it seems like yeah following the science there that's us you know get her done I don't think deploying uh, the Pentagon uh, and National Guard, really government's federal militia, so to speak, uh, is following the science. That's not the answer. I also, one-fifth of Gen Z adults in America uh, identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender. I think we're in serious trouble as a society if we don't start teaching the truth quickly because they've been manipulating this till the cows come up. And even the story headline kind of manipulates it, Kurt. It kind of makes you believe, oh, it's probably more okay then. If society's okay with it, then why should I be against it? And ladies and gentlemen, we, we appeal to God's law in this program. And so, you know what? We don't make the rules. We just obey them. And we don't make the science. Uh, we just understand it and do our very best to obey it. Next hour, by the way, I'm going to have a guy on the radio named Jack Frost, Kurt. Well, he's uh, quite a cool character, I suppose, huh? Yeah, he's a cool cat, but he lives in California where it's not too cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's president yeah. of a group called ProSmallBiz.org, and he's also mm-hmm. executive director of the Sacramento Taxpayers Association, doing their very best to lower them taxes and stuff like that. So it'll be a delight to talk to him and uh, the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, partnering him for some training in his area. Uh, to help sheriffs and um, public officials keep their oaths of office, Kurt. So we're working on that, too. Wow. Good work, Sam. You got a final story for us for the end of the hour, Kurt? A good news? You know, I was looking through uh, some of the different things there at, uh, for example, DefendingTheRepublic.org. One of uh, Sidney Powell's latest pieces says, Who Has the Power? And uh, she says, uh, We've talked several times with the great, political shift that's happening right before our eyes it's too early to tell who comes out on top but it's starting to feel like the good guys are winning and that's um, certainly what we hope for right sam yes and i've heard a lot of people start to say that lately and i don't want to get too smug about it but i do agree that we're starting to gain some upper hand cindy sydney powell defending the republic doing a great job anyway it's great news our prayers are with Sydney and all the work they're doing over there. All right, Kurt, thanks so much for being alongside with the ride. Have a delightful day, sir. Thank you, sir. Keep up the good work. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. I'm Sam Bushman, LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, share the love, would you please? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is broadcast for. 
February the 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the peaceful, restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We had Kurt Crosby with us last hour. Phenomenal hour. You ought to check that out. We talked about Trump creating his truth social media service. It's one of the top three apps now downloadable on the iPhone app store. And Truth Social adopts a similar user interface to Twitter and is designed to be a competitor with dominant social media platforms. Shares of Trump's media company spiked on Tuesday following the successful launch of a social media app. And uh, we talked about that. We also talked about former rep Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat of Hawaii, going to speak uh, at CPAC. She's been very critical. Uh, she sharply criticized the elite members of both the Democrat and the Republican parties pushing back on rhetoric that is divisive. We also talked about the Pentagon considers deploying National Guard in Washington to help with the trucker convoy response. Wow, sadly, the federal government's trying to create a militia. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, theepictimes.com with that piece. One-fifth of Gen Z adults in America now say they're gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer. A record 7.1% of adults feel that way so let me get this clear one-fifth of gen z and 7.1 percent of the whole nation adults now are gay lesbian bisexual that's all according to a gallup poll uh and i believe they're kind of leading the witness there uh literally putting that in favorable light in the media is a bad idea i believe in god's law not man's law and god's law male and female created he them so to me there's two sexes there's male and female man and woman and they're designed to work together hand in hand they're not at odds. They're not divisionary. Uh, there's not to see who's in control or who can lord over who. They're supposed to stand side by side. And they have different complementary, not adversarial roles, ladies and gentlemen. And we believe in the God-ordained traditional family. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing fantastic. Our next guest in the middle of winter, his name is Jack Frost, believe it or not. <laughs> Welcome to the broadcast, Jack. Good morning, Sam. It's really great to be here. All right, now you are a lot of things, uh, but I want to talk about first, you're the executive director of the Sacramento, California Taxpayers Association, right? Yes, I am, and uh, it is California. Uh, what does that mean? It's it, a brutal position? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's... Um, it's really amazing as, as, a, as the executive director for SAC Tax. Now, when you say SAC Tax, well, uh, that's a really cool a, term because it's S A C T A X dot it's org. S-A, it's S A C T A X dot org. We made it really simple for people to remember. We're actually launching our new website, um, I believe, by the end of today. We're you got to stay on your mic, stay on your phone. There you go. Yeah, we've yeah we've completely revamped our website. We're hoping to launch uh, the new version today. And um, uh, in addition to being the executive director, uh, I'm also the chairman 
of a new task group called the Government Liaison uh, Task Group. And uh, in Sacramento County, uh, where, by the way, my wife is the um, uh, District 4 representative on the, supervi- on the um, Board of Supervisors, um, it's a pretty it's a pretty blue county, and we've got we've got 15 school boards, seven city councils, and the board of supervisors, and so we're putting together um, a government liaison watchdog group, and we're pulling citizen groups together to watch and to monitor and to uh, participate in those um, 23 jurisdictions, 15 school boards seven city councils and the board of supervisors. And what we're doing is we're organizing the citizens um, in a, in a way that they will work with these jurisdictions to get the agendas in advance. So we can go through the items on the agenda, look for items that we would oppose or even maybe support, and then uh, do the research, um, understand exactly what the dynamics are for those issues create some uh, intelligent talking points and have um, a couple of people go to the, to the meetings, um, do public comments, take copious notes on what takes place, and then report back to SACTAX. And we have several other task groups that work on um, op-eds and radio appearances and newsletters and various ways of reporting what happened at the school board or at the city council or the board of supervisors back to the public. So the public knows what's going on and it will encourage them to be more engaged and to put more pressure on, on, on our elected officials. And um, we're going to, we're going to force them to um, honor their oath of office, which we'll talk about a little bit later when we get into the um, CSPOA and how, and how these two things are related. Um, and there's a lot of consternation at these school board meetings, as you know, across the country. Um, these school board meetings get pretty pretty heated as parents are getting more and more angry every day. We're actually starting to have walkouts at our uh, on our campuses in Sacramento. Um, the, the parents and the and the kids are they've had enough of this mask situation. and um, they're just doing their own mask uh, walkouts. It, it, it's amazing. So really what you're seeing, Jack, is a whole lot more involvement. Somehow uh, COVID and the overreach from not only government at the federal or general level, but overreach from the state level, it's making Americans stand up and get involved and pay attention like never before, isn't it? Well, you know, I was pretty, I was pretty discouraged um, after the last election. It took me about three or four days of sort of being down in the dumps, uh, worrying about what, what's going to happen next. And then all of a sudden, it kind of dawned on me that maybe God had a different plan. Maybe the plan was that... Um, you got to get on your mic. Somehow you keep fading out. There you go. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Um, so I think God's plan maybe was give the other chance, the other team, you know, the other viewpoint, an opportunity to go out there and actually expose the things that they believe in. And and maybe when we have to taste it and smell it and live it for a while, we'll realize we kind of like the country the way the founders had envisioned it and the way it's been for a long time. 
we've been asleep. We've been letting them infiltrate our school systems and infiltrate our, our government agencies. And all of a sudden, we wake up and they've got us right where they want us. Um, this, uh, this pandemic, and, you know, here we are. All right, I have a lot to cover with Jack because not only is he involved in a taxpayer group designed to lower taxes, sactax.org uh, is the website where Jack is the executive director, Sacramento Taxpayers Association, S-A-C-T-A-X.org. I like that name because it's like, hey, get rid of a lot of the taxes too. It kind of helps people understand. But you're also the president of prosmallbizca.org. So it's pro small biz b i z c a for california dot org right? I am. Well, um, pro small biz is a small advocacy group that I started. My background is um, mortgage banking and real estate, and we had fifty four employees in my in my mortgage banking company, <clears throat> and it's really amazing that small businesses are what what this new movement is trying to shut down. And the problem in California is you can't get a U-Haul. You, you can't even rent a U-Haul to move out of the state because there, there's not enough U-Hauls to go around. And the reason people are leaving the state, and particularly small businesses are leaving the state, is they just can't afford to make money here anymore. The, the taxes, the regulations, uh, the red tape, the, um, and now on top of all of that, you put COVID on top. We've already, for the last five or six years, have seen a mass exodus from our small business community in California, along with people that can't afford housing anymore. It's just, it's becoming very, very difficult and very expensive to live here. Um, and so um, th the problem is the small business owners are fighting this battle with government to keep some sort of a bottom line that will allow them to stay in business. And their employees have no idea what's going on. They, they come to work every day, and then all of a sudden, they come in for their Monday morning uh, meeting. You know, all these companies usually grab all the employees and, you know, kind of have a weekly meeting to talk about what's going on. And the boss uh, gathers all the employees and he says, you know, I really appreciate all the hard work and all the dedication, all the years, you know, this company would not be the same without you, but I just can't make it anymore. I'm, I'm moving to Idaho. I'm moving to Florida. I'm moving out. And if I'm you wanna, going to Texas. I'm going to Texas. And if you want and ladies job, and gentlemen, I got a quick story for you on this. I had need to get a U-Haul in California. I wanted it one way for Washington, D.C. Some people and I are talking about putting a big old uh, vehicle uh, in the convoy. I'll tell you the rest in seconds. Jack Frost, our guest on Liberty Roundtable, live. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. 
In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, we're talking to Jack Frost, ladies and gentlemen, from California. He's the executive director of the Sacramento Taxpayers Association, SACTAX, S-A-C-T-A-X, SACTAX.org. He's also president of ProSmallBizCA.org. That's B-I-Z, ProSmallBizCA.org. Really working on helping small businesses stay in business. Um, you know, it reminds me of a Zions Bank, which is one of the banks that I use. But they always have a phrase that says, we haven't forgotten. Who keeps us in business? And that's something that I really think uh, is a great phrase and something that we really need to focus on. You know, I mentioned right before the break this story about, hey, they're looking for a vehicle to, to be in the convoy. I don't think we're going to get it done now, but I worked on this project. And all I'm telling you is that I talked to a bunch of companies. They're like, yeah, we got U-Hauls. Yeah, we got big old campers. Yeah, we got all these vehicles that, you know, uh, no, you cannot take it one way. We cannot lose any more vehicles from California, they said. Yeah, it, the only way you can rent it is if you bring it back to California because we got to have the vehicle back. Um, this is unprecedented fleeing uh, of the Democrat policies and the belligerent high-tax inflationary reality we're in, Jack. <laughs> What's really amazing is I've got a friend that moved his business to Idaho from Roseville, which is in Northern California. It, co- it cost him over $2,000 to rent this U-Haul to go to Boise, Idaho. And then he asked the, when he got there and he turned the, the U-Haul in, he said, by the way, what, is it, what does it cost for me to get a U-Haul to go back to California? They told him $49. They just need to get them back. So over 2000 to go from Roseville to Boise, Idaho, and $49 to bring it back to California. That's how bad they need U-Hauls in California. Uh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, now Jack is a multi-talented guy. Not only is he doing the small business stuff, not only is he doing the uh, you know reduced taxes for all Californians, and boy, howdy, do they need guys working on that. 
but Jack is also uh, involved in and helping us promote the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org, and he's doing what we ask all citizens to do. Jack? Well, we're really excited about it. Um, it was kind of strange, but I somebody told me about this organization about six months or so ago. We joined the posse. We went to CSPOA.org, paid 100 bucks. My wife and I both did. And um, what really drew us to it was when, when you join and you get on the website, you can watch videos from uh, some amazing conferences and trainings that they've had. And some of the resources and um, that they have from the various constitutional attorneys that are on there, uh, as well as the sheriffs from all over the country that are testifying um, and, and telling their stories and encouraging others to do the same thing. It was really almost breathtaking, um, maybe in some parts of the country where it still feels like America, maybe it wouldn't be so breathtaking, but in California where um, at a board of supervisors meeting and somebody is um, outside waiting to try to get in um, into the chambers to testify and they're not wearing a mask and they want to throw them out of the building and not allow them to do public comment at a board of supervisors meeting. And um, this is something that actually happened in Sacramento. And the, and the lady says, you know, I have trouble breathing. I can't wear a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. I don't have to wear a mask. The Constitution doesn't say I've got to wear a mask. And she's going through she's going through this whole line of reasoning. And the security guard inside the federal building where they're having the Board of Supervisors meeting is explaining, you know, you've got to wear a mask. That's what the law says. She says it's not a law. Maybe it's a recommendation, but it's not a law. I'm not wearing my mask. And, and he says, well, ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And, and she says, well, I'm not going to leave. But if you want to call the sheriff, call the sheriff and we'll talk to the sheriff. So the security guard calls the sheriff. Obviously not the sheriff, but a sheriff deputy shows up. And she explains the situation. And, and the sheriff says, well, I'm really sorry, ma'am. But um, th that's what the rule is. And, and th this is really above my pay grade. A sheriff said, this is above my pay grade. Now, obviously, when he raised his right hand and took the oath of office to support and defend the U.S. Constitution, he must have been one of those kids that went through school and um, they didn't study the Constitution. They didn't study the Bill of Rights. They, they really don't know what uh, what raising your right hand and taking an oath of office really means. It's just kind of something that you do after you go through the training, and now you're officially a sheriff because you raised your right hand and you repeated after the person that's administering the oath of office. They don't know what their oath of office means. And that is what drew me, really drew me, to the CSPOA. And I'm so thankful that I learned about it. And now we've got a chapter, we've got a Northern California chapter. Um, who, who would have thought that we'd have a Northern California chapter of CSPOA in, um, in California of all states? Well, it just means good people are getting involved and good people are making a difference. And this is kind of the thing, you know, uh, tyranny prospers when good men do nothing. And when good people get involved, men and women, by the way, 
wonderful things happen. And this is just an example of your hard work, Jack, and the hard work of those around you. Uh, I know you're not doing everything all alone, and I'm grateful for all those who support you. Uh, we've got you at the national level for the CSPOA as well. Uh, but state by state, county by county, uh, by good citizens getting involved, that's how we're taking America back, sir. It's, it's, it's the only way. We can't do it any other way. We've got to do it one county at a time. That's our plan. Um, what we're trying to do um, is meld the the idea of the citizen involvement that's coming from SAC tax with the with the concept that the sheriff has your back because as we both know the sheriff is our last line of defense they're elected so they're accountable directly to the people unlike the police department where the chief of police is you know appointed by the mayor if the mayor doesn't really you know care that much about the constitution it's not a big deal but in the case of the sheriff they have to stand for re-election and um so we're we're going to have our first CSPOA training on April the 2nd um, at the Church of Glad Tidings up in the Yuba City area of, of Northern California. And, of course, we'll have Sheriff Mack here. And we're also going to have Chris Ann Hall, um, who's also going to be teaming up with Sheriff Mack, which she has done in the past. And she's she's a really exceptional, maybe one of the best constitutional um, attorneys maybe in the country. She started, uh, I think it's called Liberty First University, uh, where she does all sorts of online classes. She's all over the country uh, teaching the Constitution. I've had the pleasure of meeting her and attending a couple of her uh, previous presentations here in Northern California. So we're really excited to have her on April the 2nd. Um, you can go to Guerrilla Learning Institute dot org forward slash cspoa and uh, we just put a landing page there um, we have now become a special project under guerrilla learning so that we can act like a 501c3 nonprofit. so if you come to our um, fundraiser on uh, march 11th or you come to our training on april 2nd um, it's all tax deductible uh, we're going to have a fundraiser to, to raise money to, to, to cover the cost of this uh, event. And we're really, really excited about um, having Sheriff Mack and Chris Ann Hall out to California. It's going to be phenomenal, ladies and gentlemen. It's $49 a person. And that $49 gets you lunch uh, and everything for the whole day, right? Absolutely. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to see some great videos um, of uh, some sheriffs that um, – are really, really strong constitutional sheriffs. And we've really got what we really have to do here. And by the way, we're not just inviting the sheriffs, we're inviting all three levels of um, law enforcement. So we're inviting the sheriffs, we're inviting the municipal police, we're inviting the highway patrol. All three of them take the same oath of office. On top of that, we're inviting elected officials from all levels of government who also raise their right hand and take that same oath of office. And then, of course, we're inviting citizens who need to understand their rights, because if you don't understand your rights, you're not going to fight for them very effectively. In fact, maybe you're not even going to fight for them at all. So we're waking the country up. Um, we're letting the sheriff and the police know we have their back. But also letting them know you need to have our back. 
you need to have our back and we'll have your back and together we'll make this country great again amen stay there jack i want to keep you a little longer if you can stay jack frost with me ladies and gentlemen we're talking about the constitutional sheriffs and peace officers association training in northern california to learn more and to register guerrilla learning institute.org slash cspoa in seconds on your radio proclaiming liberty across the land you're listening to liberty news radio USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As President Biden placed a sanction on Russia for invading Ukraine, critics are saying this is a weak response. It targets a couple of Russian banks and prevents them from using Western banks to conduct business. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg says this did not deter Russia and we can expect more Russian aggression. Every indication uh, is that uh, Russia continues to plan for a full-scale attack on uh, Ukraine. It should be noted the House and the Senate are on recess. And like you and me are watching and waiting for the next steps taken by Russian President Vladimir Putin and President Biden. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has approved hundreds of unarmed National Guard troops be deployed in Washington, D.C., ahead of a truck convoy protest. Their message is stop medical tyranny. It's expected to coincide with Biden's first State of the Union address. That is March 1st. USA Radio News. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu. And the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Hola, Carla speaking. Carla's Roofing Company always goes above and beyond. Mm, yeah, we heard about next week's forecast. She needs a new foreman to weather a storm of projects. You mean another full crew before Wednesday? Mira Jose, can you work Wednesday? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. As the Center for Disease Control is meeting today to perhaps discuss more on the mask and vaccine mandates, it's been revealed the CDC has been hiding science from the American people for over a year. The New York Times is reporting that the CDC has kept massive amounts of COVID-19 data under wraps for more than a year. The paper reported the CDC held back figures because it doesn't trust the public to interpret the information correctly. The agency's seemingly selective disclosure includes a breakdown of COVID-19 hospitalizations by age, race, and vaccination status. The CDC also chose not to report on the efficacy of booster shots in 18 to 49-year-olds, even though it collected the information. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. The president and vice president have nothing planned on their schedule for Wednesday. There will be a press briefing by Press Secretary Jen Psaki at 2.30 p.m. Eastern from the White House lectern. USA Radio News.
Back on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman live with Jack Frost talking about Northern California, doing a phenomenal job, making a difference, telling the tale of liberty everywhere they go, that's for sure. They got a CSPUA training event happening in Northern California. That's right. You want to learn more about it, ladies and gentlemen, you get involved. Uh, where do they go, Jack? They go to gorillalearninginstitute.org forward slash CSPOA. So just a, just a quick note on guerrilla learning. Um, I mentioned earlier, um, my wife is um, the county supervisor for Sacramento County. Um, and both of us have been concerned for a long time about the lack of knowledge. And we all know that knowledge is power. And, um, and so we started Guerrilla Learning Institute, a 501c3, and the mission of Guerrilla Learning is basically to teach the public, to teach this, our citizens four things, the Constitution, U.S. history, civics, and the free enterprise system. And so we've developed the Guerrilla Learning Institute sort of as a facilitator of knowledge in these four areas. And we have a, a, a program called a regrant program, where if you're not a nonprofit, you're just an organization, uh, and maybe your mission falls into one of those four categories, then you can apply as a regrant program, and then you can operate your organization and raise money as long as you are pushing forward the mission of teaching the U.S. Constitution, history, civics or the free enterprise system. So when we decided to open up the Northern California chapter for CSPOA, we we clearly realized that if we could raise money and those donors could write it off as a tax deduction that we'd have an advantage. So we applied to Guerrilla Learning, we got approved, and now Friends of CSPOA is the regrant organization under guerrilla learning so we have a landing page at the website where you can uh, learn a little bit about cspoa and also buy your ticket to our fundraiser on march 11th and also the training with chris ann hall and sheriff mack on april 2nd so that's guerrilla learning institute.org forward slash cspoa all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's an all-day event, $49 to attend. It's on a Saturday, right? It is. And it's going to be where again? A, a church is involved. I love to see the Black Grove Regiment, a, kind of an idea. It's at the Church of Glad Tidings, and Pastor Dave Bryant there has been very, very active. Uh, this is probably one of the most active um, community churches in the country fighting for freedom. Uh, they've organized... Um, I think seven or eight different county groups for uh, the Coalition for Freedom, the Freedom Coalition. Um, my wife has been up there giving uh, giving speeches at the church, talking about freedom and fighting for freedom and citizen engagement. Um, we need to get the faith-based communities more engaged in this process, Sam, because we're losing our religious freedom. I mean, our businesses are losing the freedom to do business. Our schools are losing the freedom to teach our kids. The faith-based community has got to get more engaged and fight for religious freedom because it's all tied together. We, we really have to fight. This is a community battle. This is a battle good versus evil. 
and we've got to get the churches involved. And we're so thankful that um, the Church of Glad Tidings was willing to host our event. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. With Jack Frost, before we run out of time, I want to cover a couple of the topics that are going to be in this incredible training happening on April the 2nd, ladies and gentlemen. CSPOA training in Northern California is for sheriff deputies, law enforcement, law, uh, law enforcement folks, elected representatives, not to mention citizens, but all who want to understand the Constitution and the responsibility, the oath of office. It's critical. April 2nd, 2022, uh, register today, if you will, guerrillalearninginstitute.org slash CSPOA. But here's some of the topics. Sheriff Richard Max is going to speak on the greatest 10th Amendment decision ever rendered. Then they're going to be talking about the rule of law. What is the rule of law? Is it just an executive president running around and barking out edicts and orders? I think not. Is it about a sheriff that's a god and can do whatever he wants? I think not. The rule of law, ladies and gentlemen, according to the American way of thinking, has incredible checks and balances, incredible ways to make sure no one, gets too powerful divisions of power divisions of authority vertically and horizontally the rule of law is a critical topic to understand which law do i follow because a lot of times you got these bureaucrats saying well i'm just following the law the governor or the president or the what says i gotta do that no 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 no. that's called pretend legislation in the declaration of independence the reality ladies and gentlemen is you learn about this from constitutional attorneys what is the rule of law uh, it's the supreme law of the land it's your state constitution. It's the checks and balances that made America great. It's based on God's law, not man's law. Which law do I follow? A great question to ask as people wonder, do I follow these bureaucrats and, or do I follow the constitution? What do I do? Uh, the Bill of Rights. Rick Dalton, our vice president, will be talking about that. Because when you think about the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered, and then you think about the Bill of Rights. Boy, how do they go together? When you think about which law do I follow? And then the rule of law. You start to get this picture of what we're teaching. Then we're going to have our buddy Brad Rogers, former sheriff, current city council, uh, I'm sorry, county commission member, not in my county, telling his story about how he kicked the feds out of his county when he was sheriff. And then we really wrap it all up with two things, learning about the California Constitution. Well, you know what? Um, in California, there's two supreme documents, if you will. One is the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, chaining down the general government. The other one is the California Constitution giving authority uh, by the consent of the governed to the state of California. So there's going to be a discussion of the California Constitution. What does it mean? What does it say? Most people have never read their state constitutions, right? And then wrapping it up, Sheriff Mack delivers on the plan of action. What do we do about all this? It's one thing just to get to know things, Jack. It's another thing to start to take action. You as a taxpayer advocate should know that. It's all about learning and getting prepared but then it's all about the action, right? Yeah, but you have to know what the rights are. If you don't know what your rights are, how do you know what action to take? And that's why this training is so is so critical. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, great stuff. What do you think about the topics here? Is there any topic you think is missing from this, Jack? No, I, I think we're covering the gamut. Um, you know, we I, I think these courses can go on and on and actually that's the job of CSPOA. This is a training. So this is, this is just the initial, you know, the initial exposure uh, to the Sheriff Mac program, but the job of the chapters is to continue it forward. So we, we learn what we're talking about. We, we help the citizens uh, understand 
how they can be engaged. Do we let the elected officials know we're watching you and you took an oath of office? We're going to hold you to that. And if it, you know, and if you if you go off the beaten path, uh, you may not be around after the next election. And we're going to and we're gonna, instead of criticizing our law enforcement, we have to help them understand. We have to train them. We have to teach them because the Constitution hasn't been taught in college, in, in, in grammar school, in the high schools like it used to be. And so we can't, we, can't, um, we, we can't have unrealistic expectations. We have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of training to do. And then we have a lot of engagement that can be done, and it, and, and it can really be done in an effective way. The point, ladies and gentlemen, is you can't just go to your sheriff or go to your public official and say, you're not constitutional, you're a bad guy. You know what? They may not really even realize. Everybody's had their kind of an awakening moment, so to speak. The question is, we need to discover, are their hearts uh, in the right place? And are they willing to learn and grow and jettison their preconceived notions and learn about the oath of office, learn about their responsibilities? And then are they willing to take that oath seriously uh, going forward? Even uh, There was a day when Sheriff Richard Mack calls himself a jerk cop. Even he didn't know at one point. So you got to give people grace enough to get there. And then if they, if they really won't ever get there, we kind of determine then we got to look for somebody else to fill that office. No doubt about it. But in the meantime, you got to allow a little bit of grace for people to get up to speed, Jack. Absolutely. And we, uh, and we're, I think that's going to be a big part of, uh, there's going to be a breakout session. And I should mention that there's going to be a special session that's just for law enforcement and the elected representatives for them to get together and with the help of Sheriff Mack to kind of understand what are some of the the issues of the day where these maybe the lines are blurred and they don't need to be blurred and how are we approaching some of these issues and how can we be, maybe better approach them and so we're going we're going to have a breakout session where the citizens then will work with our team with the with the NorCal chapter CSPOA chapter team and Chris Ann Hall to talk about moving forward in the engagement. It's going to be, it's really going to be an exciting event. I can't wait. And um, Ladies and gentlemen, it's called so the Plan of Action. What are we to do is the real question. Give out the website so people can sign up and learn more, Jack. GorillaLearningInstitute.org forward slash CSPOA. You can probably Google Gorilla Learning and get there that way as well. Jack Frost, everybody. Godspeed. Thank you, sir. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. 
More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Uh, I don't know if you know, but there's a video from a guy in Canada. He was Trudeau's security assistant. Corporal Bolfer resigns from his position of personal security of Justin Trudeau. He can't take it anymore. He says the dishonesty and the lies and the betrayal and the violation of rights are just too much, and he can't take it anymore. Here he is. Listen to this. This was not part of my life plan, that's for certain. I, uh, ironically enough, similar to Dr. Panessi, losing her job over a violation of what she held to be her ethics, I'm about to lose mine, and my primary responsibility for the last eight years was supporting protection of our Prime Minister. <laughs> the irony is not lost on me, and probably not lost on him either. And as a Mountie, I always felt it was very important that I know what my legal authorities are and that police officers should know exactly what authority they have to do what they do. So I've spent a fair amount of time researching the different legislation surrounding what we're currently dealing with, have uh, subsections that detail how both are subject to the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And I would like to just read the paragraph three of the Emergencies Act to you. Whereas the Governor and Council in taking such special temporary measures would be subject to the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms and the Canadian Bill of Rights and must have regard to the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, particularly with respect to those fundamental rights that are not to be limited or abridged even in a national emergency. I recently heard Do um, former Premier of Newfoundland, Brian Peckford, say very clearly that they have failed to demonstrably justify their infringements on our fundamental freedom. There's many, but I'll hit on the key ones that I think are germane to the current situation. Our mobility rights, where every citizen has the right to enter, remain in, and leave Canada. Our legal rights, everyone has the right to life, liberty, and security of person, and the right not to be deprived thereof, except in accordance with the pr principles of fundamental justice. Section eight, everyone has the right to be secure against unreasonable search or seizure. That's a big one in the police world. And when I read that, I can't help but think of people who are not even law enforcement demanding your private medical information at the door of a hockey rink. What legal authority do they have to demand that information from you? This I certainly never had any training or direction in my law enforcement career that indicated to me that I had the right to demand that from someone. 
In fact, if I wanted to get medical information from a victim of a crime, I had to obtain written consent to deliver it to the hospital. Or I had to obtain it by a warrant for a suspect who was potentially involved in a serious, violent crime. And the criteria to obtain a DNA warrant, which I have done in my career, is extremely high, the criteria. Everyone has the right not to be arbitrarily detained or imprisoned. So when I read about the secure isolation facility in North Battleford, Saskatchewan, that was very concerning to me. Detailed about how it is meant for people who willfully do not abide by their quarantine when they are deemed contagious. But very little detail as every individual is equal before and under the law. They're clapping because the guy's basically gave up his job and quit, and his job is so dear to him, he dreamed of being a Mountie. He loves to defend people's God-given inalienable rights, and now he realizes the guy he worked for is violating them at every turn, so he's quit and he's emotional, and the crowd sees it and gives him a, an absolute honor, and they clap and they say, you know what, this guy's a hero. <laughs> Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. He resumes, though. He gets control. Here he goes. Check it out. And has the right to equal protection and equal benefit of the law without discrimination. And finally, the most important in my mind is Section 52, where it clearly states that the Constitution... I can't look at you, Piper. ...is the supreme law of Canada. Hold on now. Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Hold on now. Quick rewind on that, baby. I can't look at you, Piper. The Constitution... ...is the supreme law of Canada. That's right. So I'd like to read my oath of office that I took 15 years ago. Now you're about to hear the Canadian oath of office, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of people have been wondering what that's all about. He's going to deliver right now. <clears throat> I, Daniel Bulford, solemnly swear that I will faithfully, diligently, and impartially execute and perform the duties required of me as a member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and will well and truly obey and perform all lawful orders and instructions that I receive as such without fear, favor, or affection of all, wow, think about that, ladies and gentlemen, or to what did he say? I'm going to play that again. Orders and instructions. Hold on. Perform all, well and truly obey and perform all lawful orders. Lawful. You got that? And instructions that I receive as such without fear, favor, or affection of or toward any person. So help me God. I cannot be compliant or complicit with federal policies and provincial regulations that I sincerely believe to be unlawful by every measure. It is certainly not the case that the official narrative has demonstrably justified a gigantic overreach into the fundamental freedoms of every citizen of this country. The RCMP's purpose, if you can, you can read this right off of the RCMP website, from coast to coast to coast, at the community, provincial and territorial and federal levels, we work to prevent crime enforce the law. We know that the supreme law of this country is the Constitution. We investigate offenses. I can't help but wonder. Perhaps offenses of intimidation to our physicians and our scientists and knowingly withholding life-saving treatment from thousands of Canadians and millions of people globally. We are to keep Canadians and their interests safe and secure 
all Canadians, not just a select few. We are to assist Canadians in emergency situations and incidents. So in the context of the pandemic, I've seen us intimidate and arrest Canadians as opposed to assisting them. We've all seen videos. Look at our own history. Other stains on Canada and the RCMP in particular, things that we have been a part of carrying out so-called lawful orders. Orders to remove children from their homes to satisfy a government conformity initiative or the registration and internment of Japanese Canadians during World War II. We're not immune to the stains of history. And I fear we may be repeating past mistakes. In our open letter under the heading Call to Action to Commissioner Lucky, we have asked her to direct investigators to determine if any criminal acts have been committed in the dissemination of information from federal and provincial health authorities or public figures in positions of trust, thereby putting Canadian lives at risk. To expand on that, I'd like to talk to you about some key points that I recently reviewed from Commissioner Lucky's mandate letter that she received from Minister Goodale. Paragraph 1. The RCMP is responsible to keep Canadians safe and safeguard Canadians' rights and freedoms in an open, inclusive, and democratic society. And it's quoted, I want to be clear. The Government of Canada recognizes and respects police independence of the RCMP in exercise of police powers in criminal investigations. In paragraph 10. At best, the RCMP, at their best, pardon me, at their best, the RCMP embodies what Canada and Canadians aspire to be. Upstanding, loyal, and committed to the pursuit of justice. How can we pursue justice without fully understanding both sides of this argument, with a complete censorship and suppression of, both si of one side of this argument? On loyalty, I would say this. We must not confuse dissent with disloyalty. We must remember always that accusation is not proof and that conviction depends upon evidence and due process of law. We will not walk in fear one of another. We will not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. If we dig deep in our history and doctrine and remember that we are not descended from fearful people, not from people who fear to write, speak, associate, and defend causes that were for the moment unpopular. That's Edward R. Moreau. I feel that we have detracted so far from the values and culture that form the core identity of what it means to be a Canadian. That belief in ourselves that we are a humble, welcoming, fair, and compassionate people. When I reflect on these past months, I even recognize that same failure in myself. We are divided, with both sides angry and fearful of each other, and how much worse this will get. Our language has been used to divide Canada into an us-versus-them mindset, the responsible versus the irresponsible, the anti-vaxxers versus the sheep. We cannot continue to allow this decline toward a further divided, increasingly authoritarian state. We need to communicate honestly and courageously to make our perspective heard so that others may be given the opportunity to understand. If others have not sought out both sides of the argument, it's no wonder they think and believe what they do. It is time to be strong in mind and body and in character. It will require sacrifice and preparation. The sacrifice will be of the comfort and the security that can be found in remaining silent. 
it's difficult to have discussions with people who disagree on such a contentious issue. But that's a good place to start. Courage takes practice. If you're actively exercising peaceful non-compliance, go with a group if possible. There is strength in numbers. It will be hard and awkward and very uncomfortable at times. However, if we continue to allow this unchecked by our silence and compliance, then the failure to effect change is on our shoulders. We can live up to the anthem, the true north, strong and free. I have drawn my line in the sand. No more silence and compliance for me. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. What Life will not be the normal of before. Relationships and careers will be sacrificed. But we will learn who we can rely on. We will learn who we can rely on. No more compliance and going along for him. This is the guy that was responsible for Trudeau's security. Just saying, you know what? I'm out. I can't take it anymore. This is just too wrong, too abusive. I couldn't agree with him more. Corporal Bulford is his name. Resigned from his position of personal security of Trudeau. Great speech delivered just humbly and just wow. I commend him, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, is Slack down, you might ask? You know, the uh, messaging service that businesses use? Not anymore, but major message service suffers a huge outage. Uh, it happened yesterday. It was a big meltdown. And I thought would bring that to your attention. <clears throat> major outage for Slack. They don't know what's causing it. They're still working on finding out what went on. It is back online from what I understand, though, so that's the good news of it all. But there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Roundtable Live, two hours in the can. And I normally don't play clips that long, but, man, his message was so good. His position so valuable. His comments spot on. Just tremendous stuff. Thank you, um, Corporal Bulford. Thank you so much indeed. I, if anybody in Canada listening knows how to get a hold of this guy for me, please do. We want to get him to publicly speak at one of our events. I'd be grateful for any efforts anybody could make on that. Thanks so much for being along for the ride. For Sam Bushman, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty. We can and will restore a grand old republic, but you got to get involved. Make it a great day and choose the right. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the republic.